0: Hey everybody, welcome to The Favourite Show, the podcast where we talk about our favorite things. Every week we pick a different topic to discuss, and since best can be subjective, we talk about the things that are our favorites. My name's Aaron. Sean here. And I'm Shannon. And this week we have a special guest, and it is...
1: Me,
2: Gracie. Hi. Gracie. Yay, Yay. Gracie. <laughs> Hi. Now,
0: I was trying to remember, you joined us briefly for the Halloween episode, right? Yes,
2: I shared something for the Halloween episode.
0: That's right. Okay, cool. Well, it's nice to have you as a full, full guest this week.
2: I'm' really um, happy to be
0: here. anybody who's listening who who didn't remember from our little blurb many episodes ago. Gracie is the oldest daughter of our brother Nolan who joined us for the uh n e s games episode. And uh, I would say she's probably an expert on the topic we're going to have today. But before we yes. get to today's topic, we have a couple of quick updates. The first one from me uh, about our last episode. You guys, I failed slightly, and I want to I rectify this. We were talking about ski jumping, and I mentioned that the first female ski jumper, her distance, her jump was not recorded in the competition. I failed to even say her name, you guys. I have failed. Ooh. So I'm going back to this <laughs> straight from Wikipedia. In January 1863 in Tris... Trizzle, uh, Norway, in Norway. I'll just say that. Um, 16-year-old Norwegian Ingrid Olstadter Vestby became the first ever known female ski jumper who participated in the competition. Her distance was not recorded. Ingrid, I'm sorry that your score was not recorded, and I'm sorry that I failed to say even your name in the last episode, but I wanted to rectify that right away.
1: There
0: you go. Uh, Shannon, you had an update
1: as well? I did. I bought a new plant, and it's one of my new favorites for sure. I texted you guys a picture. It looks, like if I had to describe it, it looks like coral almost. It looks like an aquatic plant. It is not. It's a type of cactus Wow. called a mistletoe cactus. It's almost a sensory thing for me. Like every time I walk by it, I like ruffle it (laughs) like like a stuffed animal or something. (laughs) It looks
2: like it would feel good.
3: Yeah, it looks like messy hair. Yeah, I was thinking it looks like a toupee or something, right? Came in for a haircut, (laughs) combed it all down in front of them. You know, you kind of cut the bangs into place. I like it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes, definitely one of my new favorites.
3: That's great. Uh, and then before we started rolling,
0: Gracie actually mentioned something. So we did not get any emails this week. But Gracie, you reminded us. Robert last week had a had an email, and you mentioned there was an inside joke in there somewhere. And we were like, "Oh, we didn't get the joke, but you got the joke."
2: Yes. In the email he listed, these are all my favorite rocks and gave a bunch of, the joke was that they were all rocks from Minecraft and some of them do not exist in the real world. Oh, yes. okay. <laughs> they only exist in Minecraft. We're terrible. And
0: this makes perfect sense that you would get it because yeah. you are a Minecraft <laughs> expert. I but, love Minecraft. <laughs> but I don't play Minecraft. We had to That's get a I young get person
1: it. on the show because we're all old. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, Gracie, you and Ailee would have gotten that joke for sure. Yeah. So, Anyway, Robert, forgive us. We we aren't Minecraft players, or avid <laughs> Minecraft players, I guess, but we got it explained to us now, so mm-hmm. we're okay. Oh
3: man, we need Gracie more often. You, you solved the mystery for us. Mm-hmm. I know, right?
0: <laughs> I think that's all the updates out of the way. I think we can jump into this week's episode topic, which is our favorite animated series. And specifically, we're not talking about anime because we did anime already, and we're not talking about... Animated series that are geared more toward adults. well, I actually want to do that as a separate topic, for example, anybody who knows me knows that my favorite show of all time ever is Futurama, but Futurama is not an all audience's show. It's not terrible, but you know mm-hmm. it's geared to it skews a little more mature yeah. so i'm leaving I'm leaving those shows out so yeah, favorite animated series
1: mm-hmm. nice, you know it was hard i was I was going through and making my list. And it's true that like we've already talked about anime because immediately I went in and I was like okay I like Card Captors and Full Metal Alchemist and I was like oh, we already <laughs> talked about those and Avatar <laughs> The Last Airbender is like the tip top of my list we have talked about that show a lot it's on okay to talk about that, that, that one well. <laughs> it's so good so yes I was trying to kind of come up with more I guess original content for the podcast of stuff we haven't necessarily talked about before. Oh, another repeat with Star Wars Visions. I was thinking of that one. Oh, that's good. But anyway, yeah, it's so good. So some stuff I have not talked about on the show yet on that Star Wars line. I don't know how many of you guys have been keeping up with the Book of Boba Fett, the latest of the Star Wars series on Disney Plus. But Alex and I, after was it the second season of Mandalorian? I don't know, whatever season it was, it introduced some characters to the show that we knew were not new characters. They were previously used characters, but it was from TV shows that we had not watched before. That's right.
0: Bo-Katan and and, uh, Ahsoka, and there were a few others, yeah. Yes.
1: So we went back and we watched Clone Wars, uh, which came out in 2008 on Cartoon Network, and it was a reboot. Oh, I'm going to butcher his name. It was a reboot of Gandhi Tartakovsky's. You got it! Yeah, me
0: Tartakovsky.
1: <laughs> he did a really short uh, Star Wars series, and it was really good. Uh, the animation was cool, and just the fact that it was so short made it, you know, pretty interesting. And I'm still bitter that it's not canon anymore. <laughs> but <laughs> they did do a reboot of it with uh computer animation and everything. And I, I will say that's not my favorite animation style, but I was very enthralled with the story. We just kind of watched it so we could get to know Ahsoka, and then as the series c- went on, it was really good, and we were pretty sucked in. And of course, it ended really sad. That's not a spoiler because it ends where Episode Three happens, and that's really sad. <laughs> but, yeah, if you know Episode
0: Three, you know where it's going. Yes,
1: <laughs> but it was it was really good. And then well, I almost said this year, last year, twenty twenty one. Uh, time
0: I'm, time doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Ever since so the annoying. pandemic started, time is just irrelevant.
1: Yes. <laughs> they uh they had a new series um called The Bad Batch, which is centered around a group of clone troopers that they introduced in the Clone Wars that they are, for anybody who is not familiar with the Star Wars prequels of our listeners, you know, they had their clone army that all of the soldiers were base, were clones of a single person. And so they had the Bad Batch, which was the group of clones that were not perfect in some way or another. And, you know, they actually would think for themselves and were a very interesting group of people, even though, you know, they all are technically kind of based on the same person. And the Bad Batch was really interesting because... They are all voiced by the same person <laughs> because they're clones, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and I th- I think it's Dee Bradley Baker who is the voice of Appa from <laughs> Avatar. But yeah, it was it was a really good series. That's ongoing. It, they've only had one season so far, but it was really good, and I thought it was it was fun. Nice.
3: That's different than I was thinking when you first said Bad Batch. Like, I was imagining they're like, all right, let's count the toes. Oh, wait. (laughs) Nope, we got an eyeball on the shoulder. Send it to the Bad Batch.
1: No, no, no. And, like, if you really look at the clones, too, it's that the one is, like, extra bulky. They built him to be kind of like the barbarian archetype. And he's not super bright, but he is all muscle and all heart. And, you know, you have the other one who uh, has glasses and is stereotypically the very smart, nerdy one, and he can hack the computers and do whatever and all that. Mm. It's good. Super cool. Another one I wanted to talk about. I was trying to think of some of the unique ones that I really like. Um, and I don't know if any of you guys have watched The Amazing World of Gumball. Yes. Oh,
2: I love that show. That's
0: on my list for sure. That is, yeah, That was
2: one of the ones I considered talking about. I'm not going to. I have other things, <laughs> but I considered it. <laughs> it's one of those shows
1: that Alex and I discovered at one time in a hotel, actually, that we turned on the TV. And we were like, what on earth is this? <laughs>
2: it's so bizarre. Because
1: it is a very unique Show And like looking at the description of it online, it was saying that it's noted for its intentional stylistic disunity because (laughs) all of the characters (laughs) are very different in how they're animated. Like they'll have one that is like a traditional animation. There's a character that's a puppet. There's a character that's CGI. There's a stop motion, flash animation, live action, like all at the same time. On and, the and so together. many of
0: them are set on on the the background behind them is like a photo or like an actual yeah. location or whatever, a physical yeah. place.
1: Which is really cool. Yeah. It is. It's really unique, but also I just felt like it was a really funny show. Like it's one of them that as an adult, a lot of shows I was thinking of were a favorite because of nostalgia. But Amazing World of Gumball I discovered like within the last five years And it's genuinely really fun to watch.
0: It is a very funny show. Like, I laugh out loud a lot when I'm watching that show.
1: Yes. Another one I discovered as an adult is We Bare Bears.
2: That's a good one.
0: That's a good one, too. Yeah. Gracie, get excited. (laughs) Gracie's trying to contain it. You can let it out.
2: Let it out, Gracie. There are a lot of cartoons I watch, and I like most of them.
0: (laughs) That's a good one, though.
1: It is cute. Oh, there's the word cute. Uh, Everybody there get is. your there scorecards out. All that right. was number Check one. Check that on my box. No, <laughs> 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 yeah, but We Bare Bears uh, it was four seasons. It was 2015 to 2019 uh, on Cartoon Network. And I didn't realize how short the episodes are. They're actually only 11 minutes long. But it's, it's a really fun show that follows these three brothers that are bears. There's Ice Bear, who's a polar bear, Panda, and Grizz, the grizzly bear. And, you know, follows their hijinks and... There's Bigfoot and then there's like the actual human cast that are very diverse. Like there's a little girl who is Korean and I think she goes to college. <laughs> I, yes. It's not a show that I've watched every single episode of, but I have enjoyed pretty much every episode I have watched of that show.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. And there's a new series coming, We Baby Bears, that picks up the adventure. Well, maybe goes back to the adventure, yes.
1: <laughs> but yeah. I'm
0: excited to see that one too. It'll be fun.
1: Um, Last realizing because, yeah, I'm sure we have a lot of kind of repeats on there. So I was going to kind of jump around a little. Uh, last, maybe two I was going to mention is the reboot of She-Ra. I don't know, Grace, if you've watched that one either. I have. Yes, I have. And I liked it. <laughs> <It's
2: really laughs> I was good. worried. Is it, is it not
1: your favorite? Is
2: it not so good for you? It is not my favorite, but I, do very mu- I did very much enjoy it. My favorite okay. characters were Entrapta and Double Trouble. They were so the
1: good Nice. Yeah, so that one came out in 2018. It's five seasons on Netflix. Um, it's a Netflix original produced by DreamWorks. And it was funny watching that show for me because they did a really good job of having lots of inclusion and diversity and stuff. And I found myself after like a season or two being like, you know, there's not very many male characters on this show. <laughs> there aren't. <laughs> and, and there's not very many straight relationships on this show. There aren't. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: And it's weird because I've literally never thought that about any show ever. I have many times. You have? <laughs> yes. I, I like a
0: lot of queer shows. It's. I like that, though, that, that that's happening because you think the opposite, right? Like all these shows that we have watched and if you were – in the LGBTQIA plus community and like all of these shows that you've been watching and you are not represented, I kind of enjoy sometimes when it's on the flip side because it means we're taking some steps, I think, in the right direction, right? Yes. (laughs) Yes.
1: No, and I feel like that was the first show I've really felt that way about and I was thinking, yeah, that was a pretty cool thing that, you know, yeah, we did have this great representation on this show. Last one I was really going to say, because I think the rest are all going to be kind (laughs) of repeats, is Teen Titans which the original series came out in 2003, ran until 2006, had five seasons. And it is kind of anime adjacent, and it was a very cool show. And I'm going to get some hate for this one, but I really
2: like the reboot of Teen Titans Go. So do I! Which I... I watched it. It was fine. It didn't it's do it fine. For you. Yeah, it was fine. It is. A little I fun. like
1: how
0: dumb it is. I'll be honest.
2: Yes, that's what I was gonna say. It's such a dumb
1: show. The jokes are dumb, and like, and all of the fans really like to hate on it because the original was so good, and they're like, oh, they took this awesome, you know, anime, and then they just twisted it and destroyed it. But as a comic book fan. I love all the throwaway references and inside jokes to different comic book things that they'll be in their tower and like on Starfire's bed, you'll have like a Superman doll or in their elevator, they'll have like a sticker that says Joker was here or something. <laughs> and I think that's really fun.
0: I think it's great. And I, I, no, I agree. I, I do feel like it's a polarizing show, but I really enjoy it because it's so dumb. Like the episode where Beast Boy and Cyborg can only say the word waffles.
2: that's a funny one what
1: What a a
0: dumb (laughs) dumb premise but let's I think I can't remember it's like a dare or something somebody dared them how long can you go without with only saying the word waffles and like they go the whole episode like there's like a conflict and they fight some bad guys and the whole thing and they only say the word waffles over (laughs) and over
1: well they're also very short episodes so you know if you just are wanting something funny and short and in the background or something I think that was a really fun one yeah
3: Reminds me of the Dexter's lab episode. Isn't can't he only say like omelet with cheese or something? It's like omelette <laughs> oh, du fromage. I forgot about and that. Everybody one, yeah. loves him and he's so popular instead of this nerdy kid. Anyway. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> so good. But I mean, yeah, I've been talking for a while and I'm sure the rest of mine are gonna be brought up, so Who's next? He's got some more good ones.
0: You know what? Gracie, since you're the guest here, and because you're wearing your Steven Universe shirt, let's just get (laughs) right to the point here. (laughs) Let's talk about Steven Steven Universe. Steven Universe.
2: It is my favorite TV show. It has been for quite a while. I know a lot about it. I have spent so much time watching interviews and things. It's so much time. The basic premise of it is there's this group of rebel gems, which are this humanoid alien race, living on Earth with a half- Gem, half-human, named Steven, who is the main character, and it, some of the episodes are more silly and goofy, and some of them are more deep and have a serious message, which I like. I like having f- uh, more lighthearted, funny episodes alongside the serious plotline. The music in the show is really good. I love all of it. My favorite song, is probably "Change Your Mind," I'd have to say, from the last episode. It's very good.
0: So good, yeah. The music in that show is incredible. It's I think my amazing. favorite song is uh, "Everything Stays."
1: That one's mine. That's
0: super good, but oh, there's there's it's hard to choose because there's so many. Yeah, Steven Universe. If I can just piggyback because it's it's oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely one of my top shows. Steven Universe is a, is such an interesting show, and and I had not watched it until Gracie. You had kept. Every time I saw you for a while, you were like, have you watched Steven Universe yet? Have it's you seen it yet? It's a show. You, no, I, I appreciate it because now it's <laughs> what, absolutely one of my favorite shows ever. And not just animation, but like any show. I love Steven Universe. And it was from you saying like, have you watched it yet? And it's a show that I feel like started out being kind of silly. Like there were these there were all these episodes, like the early episodes at least, were kind of silly and like a little disjointed. And like they didn't explain anything at first, right? Yes. It's like – there's Steven, there's the Crystal Gems, they live in this, like, statue thing on the beach.
2: Yeah, there wasn't much explanation in the first couple yeah. episodes. And the thing
0: is, I, I kind of appreciate that, right? Like, like you think about some shows like Spongebob, and Spongebob's great, I love Spongebob, but like, you know from the first three episodes everything you need to know about him, right? He lives mm-hmm. in a pineapple under the sea, he's got a dumb friend, mm-hmm. he flips burgers at the Krusty Krab, and he yes. likes jellyfishing, right? Yes, And you you get all that, like, right away. Steven Universe took a while to unfold, and I feel like it really sucked me in. Like, especially by the end of the first season, I was like, oh, I'm all in. And I just had to, like, binge it like crazy because it it came out in 2013 was when the first episode came out um, and wrapped up in 2019. So I didn't get to it until it was already wrapped up and done. But yeah, boy, character development and really, really awesome story and amazing music and what we were talking about with with uh, Shira, really, really great LGBTQIA plus representation in this that was show. That's going to be the next thing
2: I was oh, going to mention. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, it's fine. It's fine. Um, but yeah, that is, as, as I previously mentioned, I have seen many shows in the past where I've been like, wow, there aren't many straight relationships in this. I feel like Steven Universe is one of those, especially amongst the main characters uh, between Garnet and... Garnet, being in a relationship herself, which is great.
0: Yeah. That. Yeah, totally. I, I think it's just a fantastic show. I, I was completely sucked in. <laughs> it's so good. And in fact, I I have to share. So there was the series that was there was five seasons. Yes. And then there was a a movie, uh mm-hmm. Steven Universe movie. And we had um we had a party to watch <laughs> it. The party.
2: It was so good. It was so good. I made cookie cats for the the movie viewing party. They were really good. Homemade. They
0: were so good. Yeah, we had we had a party and we made a bunch of food from the show. We
2: had fry bits. But, yep, we made I, fry
0: bits and cookie cats and oh, it was so good. It was good. so fun. It was a lot of fun. Anyway, yeah. So I I cannot recommend this show enough. Like it is very you got to go see it. It's so good. What else what else on your on your what was there anything else for Steven Universe um, or
2: I don't think so. The other – the second TV show I had on my list was The Owl House, which I know I've recommended to you multiple times. And I need to start still. You should watch it. (laughs) It's funny. Before you get too deep
1: into it, Gracie, we – Alex and I had a sleepover with Sean's daughter, Eliza. And it was around Halloween time. We're like, oh, we can find something good to watch that's not Vampirina. So we put on Owl House. (laughs) And, like, two episodes in, Alex and I both were like,
2: has Gracie seen this? I think Gracie yes, did Yes, I have. <laughs> and I, I do love it. <laughs>
0: That's great. So tell us about Owl House.
2: Okay, the Owl House. I love the whole vibe of the show, of it being very magical and fantasy, but also, like, kind of creepy and weird. It's very, like, exactly the kind of thing I like. The main character is this girl who's 14, who lives in the human world, and her name is Luz Nosita. And one day she finds this magical portal to this other dimension called the Boiling Isles, and she meets this magical lady and goes on and it turns into this whole big adventure and she eventually ends up getting stuck there, which is this whole thing. But the basic premise of the show is her wanting to learn magic and be able to become a witch on the Boiling Isles. I love the characters. They're very sweet, very endearing. King is adorable. <laughs> King is so cute. I read a little bit about on the Owl House Wikipedia page and there was a quote from the creator, Dana Terrence, where she described King as, quote, a little guy who wants to be big and that is (laughs) perfect for him. (laughs) That sums it up pretty well. I would have to say my favorite character is Rain Whispers, who is from a later episode, but is amazing. What I like about them is they seem so sweet and so nice, but they also tried to revolt against (laughs) the emperor which feels like such a not-them thing, but they did it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm. this sounds like this might be my next Steven Universe. i got to get you on this. You should
2: watch it. It's <laughs> fun. There's also a lot of good uh, LGBT representation in this show as well. Mm-hmm. The character I previously mentioned, Rain Whispers, is non-binary. The main character is bisexual and uh, gets a girlfriend later in the show. There's lots of great stuff.
0: That's cool. I love that. And actually, real quick, going back to Steven Universe, I forgot to mention the creator, Rebecca Sugar. uh, First off, amazing, amazing person. They are an Um, amazing person. They are non-binary. And actually, I I was looking up on, because I'm really trying to be good about getting my pronouns right, but I was looking up about Rebecca Sugar on Wikipedia, and it actually says that they are bisexual, non-binary, and genderqueer using both she her and they them pronouns. So anyway, I thought that was very interesting. I didn't know that. But you can see a lot of that influence in the show, which is really mm-hmm. cool. I like I love that we're getting to see that. It's awesome.
2: She has said before that she wanted to make uh, all of the gems nonbinary women to kind of mirror their experience as a nonbinary woman. That's cool. Which that's I think is cool.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Loved it. I love that we get to see that. That's great. What else? Uh, what else you got, Gracie? Other shows.
2: <laughs> Another great show I watched, I have watched in the past is Infinity Train. Anyone seen that? No, mm-hmm. I haven't heard of that one.
3: Nope.
0: You I mean it's either. on HBO
2: Max. It's very good. One of the reasons I like it is because there are four seasons currently. Each of the seasons has a different protagonist, but they're Ooh. all related in some way. The first mm. season is this girl named Tulip. The second season is Tulip's Reflection. I'll explain that later. <laughs> <laughs> the the third season is the leaders of of this group called the Apex, which we have met before in previous seasons. And the uh, fourth season are these two guys we've never met before, but their story kind of links in with the rest of it, so like, it still makes sense.
0: That's interesting.
2: Yes. Huh. So basically... What the show's all about is there's this magic train that will collect people that have some kind of problems going on with their life, mental issues that they're dealing with, and teleport them to, like, this pocket dimension, whatever, in which there's this infinitely long train with infinite train cars. And each train car has its own weird magical universe with its own weird magical properties. And each of these train cars is supposedly supposed to help you resolve your problems. And every passenger on the train has a number on the palm of their hand. And higher the number, the worse their issue, the lower, the better. Once it gets to zero, they can leave. That's Um, interesting. Yeah. And the way that Tulip's Reflection was a protagonist in the second season was one of the train cars allowed Reflections to leave the mirror world. And Tulip's Reflection didn't want to be a Reflection anymore. They wanted to go and experience life for themselves. And so Tulip helped them, even though it's against mere law, to leave the mirror world Hmm. so that's the whole thing cool the different train cars i love seeing them because they're so weird there's one train car that is the big grid room and when you touch the very squares on the grid it'll make a three-dimensional square on that spot and so you can like build things and that's very fun there's another train car where there's this giant baby pig and the, this, like, cow creamer thing who is sentient and takes care <laughs> of said baby pig. And uh, the, yeah. that was from season four. And in order to get out of it, they, they had to make Pig Baby, that's his name, Pig Baby, <laughs> a dessert oh, that he liked before they it. could leave. That's so great. <laughs> yes. Some of them are more weird than others, but that is the basic premise of the TV show. That's cool. Where did you say you can you can watch it? HBO Max.
0: Awesome. If you have HBO Max, go check it out. I'll add it to my list right now.
2: <laughs> yep. My favorite season is definitely season two. Lake, who which is the name that Tulip's Reflection chooses for themselves, Lake is great. They are just... I don't know how to explain it. They're great. <laughs> 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 they just have a very likable personality, but not like in the classic way of likable. Like they're just... <sighs>
0: We're gonna have to They're go very watch, a cool I guess. Person. We'll just have to go watch.
2: <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. Another TV show I had on my list was uh, well the next one was She ra I had on my list. Hooray! That one's already been discussed. Awesome. awesome. Um Over the Garden Wall is it's a very short series. But I love it so much.
0: I've heard about this show and I haven't watched it. You should. Where I, Gracie, you're you are curating my my Netflix queue, my yeah. all my watch lists from now on. I've
2: watched it on Hulu. Hulu. Okay. I don't know if it's available on other places, but I've seen it on Hulu. Okay. It's it's a pretty short. There's only one season. Mm, okay. The premise of the show is there are these two brothers, Wort and Greg, and they end up getting lost in these woods somewhere like around their town where they live, and they get lost and They find this woodsman and the woodsman tells them in a very cryptic way, might I add, (laughs) essentially that they're far more lost than they realize. Welcome to the unknown. So we learn as the show continues that they have transported to this weird other dimension called the unknown where there's all these magic stuff. And it's very very cool. I really like the, the... the vibe, the aesthetic. <laughs> there's a talking bird named Beatrice who helps them. They go to a village of skeletons that wear pumpkins on their heads and like dress like people. Uh, at one point, they find this very rich billionaire dude. And he's all upset because his house is being haunted. And they find out it's not being haunted. It's just connected to the house next to it. And he didn't know. And there's this other rich billionaire lady who lives there and they saw each other and both thought the other one was a ghost and <laughs> were both paranoid about their houses being haunted. Um, the talking bird is cursed, by the way. She wasn't always a bird. She was a human one time, but she was cursed. So, And the main like villain, basically, is the beast, who is this mythic monster who everyone is afraid of. And wherever they go, everyone knows about the beast and everyone is scared of the beast. And the woodsman from the first episode is connected to the beast somehow it's very creepy and spooky but that sounds good it is good Add it
3: to my list i got a lot of stuff to watch now. <laughs> the list is getting long <laughs>
2: uh then of course gravity falls Hooray, yes, that's gravity on my falls. list too uh, this is gonna be my last one gravity falls you have all watched it you all know it is it's very good
0: it's so <laughs> i keep good. saying that
2: i keep saying it's very good no, it is, it is. yeah <laughs> The and mabels relationship is the most relatable sibling relationship I have ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> it is how me and my sister interact very much. <laughs> It's so So good. which one of you is Dipper and which one of you is Mabel? It depends on the day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can
2: no see hesitation.
3: that. No hesitation. I can see that.
1: Yeah.
0: For any of the listeners who haven't seen the show, do you want to give a little description of how it goes? Oh,
2: yes, of course. How it goes? Uh, so there are these two twins, Dipper and Mabel, and their parents send them to live with their great uncle, Grunkle, Stan, mm-hmm. in the woods for the summer to, I don't know, build character, essentially. And so they go off to live with their grunkle and he has this weird, he calls it the mystery shack, which is a weird tourist attraction with all these weird oddities and whatever. And while they're there, Dipper finds this weird magic looking book in the, hidden in a secret vault in the woods somewhere. And it has all of these magical creatures in them. And he gets convinced in the first episode that the boy that Mabel uh, got a date with, in the same episode is a vampire and he tries (laughs) to warn her and stop her and eventually he's convinced that he's just and eventually Mabel goes on this date with this guy and he's uh, Dipper follows them and he finds out the guy he's in a vampire he's a pile of gnomes (laughs) (laughs) he's a bunch of gnomes (laughs) in a trench coat that is what he is and they want Mabel to come back to their village, whatever with them and be their queen. And maple's like, no, I'm not going to do that. No. (laughs) Uh, And they try to make her and there's this whole thing. And it's that, and every episode they find a new weird creature, whatever. Uh, and it's very bizarre, but also entertaining. The
0: town is called gravity falls in Oregon. And yeah, just every episode, there's some new weird, like supernatural bizarro Mm -hmm. thing that happens. And I got a cat meowing. Um, Kitty, come here. Where are you? I don't even see you. I hear you. Do you guys hear that? Yes, I can see <clears throat> okay. her under gonna, the bed. I'm gonna try and keep going. Um, but yeah, so the, in the town of Gravity Falls, Oregon, and all this weird stuff happens. For me, guys, I I'm sensing a trend here. I either love something that's dumb or something that has really good character development, and I think Gravity Falls has a good mix of both. Yeah, um, it's really silly and makes me laugh out loud like crazy. Um, but I love the story arc too. You know, it starts out with all these like interesting kind of one-off adventures, like the boyfriend who's a pile of gnomes and whatnot. <laughs> you know, all these weird things. Uh-huh. But there's some really good character development, and the show is only two seasons long. And yeah. I was looking up online; it was not canceled. Alex Hirsch, the the creator of the show, he said it was going to end at two seasons because mm-hmm. he had told the story. He didn't want it to drag on and become. Mm you know, whatever it was, this was the story. The premise of the show is that they've been sent to Grunkle Stan's house for the summer. Yeah. Right. So they have all these adventures and stuff. And at the end of the show, it's the end of the summer and they're heading back home. And, you know, as, as much as I love the show and I'm like, Oh, I could have had so much more. I feel like it's really satisfying when shows just have an end naturally. I know. I
2: I appreciate that he chose to end it. I, whenever a show that was over, it was done, it was finished. It's like, we're going to have more. I always worry that they're going to mess it up. And it's like the last, the last season is just going to, it's going to ruin it. Yeah. So I I like that he ended it where he did. Uh, However, I did hear that he said on Twitter that if America got to a 100% vaccination rate, he would make a third season. (laughs) Come on guys, get (laughs) get vaccinated. Let's do it. No, and I,
3: I,
0: I do appreciate that too. And we talked about when, in previous episodes, and we've talked about uh, Avatar, The Last Airbender. The mm-hmm. same thing with that show is three seasons and it was super popular. Gravity Falls was super popular. Both of these shows could have just kept going, but the mm-hmm. creators were like, no, this is the story we want to tell. And this is how long it's going to take to tell it. And once we're done telling the story, then it's done. And I, I like that actually. Yes. Even even though I find myself craving more, it, it is satisfying to be like, this is my story. And it's also kind of fun. You know, sometimes you get started on a show and you're like, oh, there's like 12 seasons. You know, it feels like a real commitment to start a show. And if it's like <laughs> yeah. Gravity Falls is two seasons, it's totally worth it and it's doable. So, so if you haven't watched it, go watch it. Go yeah. watch it. On Disney Plus.
2: Also watch the other things. They're all very good.
0: <laughs> yeah, watch all this stuff. That's a note to myself because <laughs> I haven't seen some of these. Well, that's great. Yeah, I'm glad you, uh, glad you brought those up, Gracie. Those are all great. Well, I believe they're all great shows. The ones I've seen are great.
2: The ones I've seen are great. <laughs> the ones I'm gonna watch. The ones I'm gonna watch.
0: I believe you are great. So. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Sean, how about you? How about some of your favorite shows? And
3: I'll, I'll pick up at the tail end here. Sure. I just have a couple to add. For the first show, I have two words for you. Da 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 Those those yes. are the two words. In case you uh, you weren't sure that that is not really that really two is. words. Uh, it is it's exactly two words
2: um <laughs>
1: hyphenated two words <laughs> and
3: and that is for the X-Men animated series that was going on in the 90s it uh it ran for five seasons and uh, i assume that people are familiar with X-Men but if not it's you know people with with these mutant powers they're they're called mutants but they end up having like superpowers some of them more super than others and it was the first show, at least that I remember, where there was actually real progress between episodes. It wasn't like, I don't know, like I enjoyed Batman as well, but Batman felt like there was a bad, bad guy who came in an episode and and Batman took care of it. And then that was the end of the episode. And I felt like with X-Men, it was more complex and you had the X-Men who... Are the good, good folks, and then you had humans, and there were some good folks and some not so good folks, some very racist folks who were very anti mutant, and then there were mutants too, that ended up being bad people, and there were some that you couldn't really tell because they were fighting for a good cause in a bad way, and so anyway, just lots of interesting things I thought, and it was a it was a fun show and I think one of the great theme
0: songs of all oh, yeah. the, 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 <laughs> the <laughs> opening song. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's so great.
3: I hope that you were able to rec- actually recognize that. And <laughs> you were just like, oh, yeah, I'm sure he'll tell us what it is in a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but, yeah, I, I totally agree. The other one that I want to talk about is uh, a much more recent show that I actually haven't watched all of but discovered maybe a year ago that is called Bluey. Oh, Bluey.
1: Bluey. Bluey! Cute show, and that's I said cute, one. and I mean it. It is a cute <laughs> show. A cute well show.
3: deserved. <laughs> it is, and it's just about this little family of of dogs, um, anthropomorphic, so that they they talk right, and it's animated, of course, because that's our episode. But anyway, the main <laughs> character is Bluey and his little sister Bingo and his parents, and I guess one of the things that I love about it, there's two two things I I, I especially love about it. One is that the dad is not a dum-dum. I feel like there are a lot of dum-dum dads in in shows. And I feel like the dad in here is actually like really funny and witty and has a lot of fun with his kids. And the other thing is that there's actually nothing spectacular that happens in the show, but it's very entertaining. It's It's actually making entertainment out of normal life like there'll be an entire episode about going to the arcade or it's not even an arcade i don't know maybe your arcades still a thing i don't know they went to a grocery store or something and there's a claw machine and like one of the kids was mad that they they put in the coin and they didn't win anything and so at home they start pretending to have like a claw machine and the kids have to do chores to To earn coins and the dad uses his arm as a claw machine and gives them back like their toys and stuff like that. And (laughs) it's amazingly funny the way they do it, even though there's nothing spectacular or extraordinary about about their lives. I love that. And, you know, Sean, you mentioned with our children's books episode
0: how there's such a wide range and sometimes you're reading books and they're entertaining for you. And other times you read books and you're like, what is this? And I, I'm sure you've probably recognized it's the same thing with children's animated shows as well. Sometimes you're watching and you're like, oh, what is this? You know. <laughs> yes. But then sometimes they're really entertaining <laughs> and they're good. I, I, Again, I don't have kids of my own, but I feel like I've been introduced to a lot of these shows because we have a lot of uh, younger nieces and nephews. And when we're together, they're watching their shows. And that was where I first saw Bluey, and I was like, "Oh, this is fun! This is a great little show." Even though it was
3: like I was watching it with a four-year-old, right? So. Right, <laughs> right. It's target audience is preschoolers, right? So that exact age, but it's it's funny and witty, and I and I definitely appreciate that.
1: It's one of those shows that you know you watch it maybe when you're babysitting or Sean when you're parenting, and then once the kids are asleep or they're bored of it. You don't turn it off. It, like, it keeps entertaining <laughs> you and you're like episode, oh yeah. oh yeah. I've I've watched a couple episodes by myself now. <laughs> That's great.
2: Mhm. Uh I, in my personal opinion, the best kind of TV show is one made for children but that adults can enjoy. I agree. I like
3: that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that is a great way of putting it, Gracie. And a lot of other shows, I'm not really going to go into more detail, but I really I really enjoyed Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. I enjoyed Old Samurai Jack, another one that I actually think is not, not, it's not as much of a favorite as Bluey is, but I, when I've watched Corey Carson, it actually has a lot of adult humor kind of hidden in it. Oh. <laughs> um, not not like after dark, adult, but I mean right, humor only adults again. I get. maybe I should. Clarify. Yeah, no, 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 I gotcha. I, I get it. I understand. <laughs> I, I understand what you're saying. I, you know, or I definitely appreciated the the relationships that SpongeBob and Patrick have, and how they can fight and make up. And anyway, a, a lot a lot of good shows out there. And I realized as well that I'm getting old because I used to participate in Saturday morning cartoons. Do you, Gracie? Do you ever? Are you familiar with Saturday morning cartoons?
2: I'm I'm familiar with what that term means.
3: Yes, the concept. You re, you heard
0: yes, it in I'm history class. That's with right. the
2: Concept.
3: No, nah, I'm just kidding. That's right. Well, because
0: Gracie and Eileen, you guys have grown up in the streaming era. And so we've had – in fact, even just the other night, we were having a discussion about all the things that make us feel old. <laughs> you were know, telling tell Gracie like, remember cassette tapes? Cassette tapes work like this. you know." <laughs> and of
3: course, you and Eileen were both rolling your eyes at us like, I'm going to get it. You guys are old. <laughs> you it, you know? <laughs> well, it was funny explaining to my five-year-old that – we couldn't just start a show whenever we wanted, and so you actually had to turn on the TV at a at a certain time. And prime time for kids is a time that's not in school, and ideally when their parents want to sleep in or not parent, and and that's Saturday morning. So, yep. Anyway, I remember a lot of, of Saturday morning cartoons, and I also remember Saturday morning cartoons. That I had the volume turned way down because I wasn't <laughs> supposed to watch them before my chores. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> yeah, I remember that too. <laughs> Hopefully they won't know I'm awake, you know, an hour and a half later, I'm sure Yeah, they knew what was going on. Oh man, that's great.
1: Mom was just telling me that she was talking to Kristen and Kristen had shared that, you know, we would watch these cartoons and I was like, okay, but you're expected to do your chores during the commercial break so, you know, you just have like three shows going on. So as soon as the commercial came on, you'd switch to the different show. And every time your parents would come downstairs, <laughs> look at the show's still on. Yep.
0: That's they true. They knew.
1: They knew what we were we, doing. We thought
3: we were so clever. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's it for me um, and my shows and my old age. We'll call it for that. <laughs> that's great.
1: <laughs> so far, everybody's picking up all the ones I thought we'd pick up. There's only one that hasn't been talked about yet.
0: Well, we'll see if I get to it. So I, I actually wrote down five that I had pulled up some information about. Avatar The Last Airbender, which I know we've talked about in depth, but I just have to say that's that's like a top five show of all time for me. Oh, that's amazing. It's very good. So I know we've talked about it a lot, but it's great. Gravity Falls, which we talked about. Steven Universe, which we talked about. So there's two others I'll get to, but I, I had a long honorable mention list. And I, I made this list as I was thinking about from when I was a kid and up until now, almost chronologically, thinking about my favorite shows at the time when I was a little kid, I loved Garfield and Friends, I loved Muppet Babies, the original Muppet Babies, Inspector Gadget, and Ducktales, the original Hey Arnold, the original Doug. As I'm as I'm getting older now, um, and then that brings me to when I was like in middle school ish age to one of my favorite shows ever, which is Pinky and the Brain.
1: Ooh, so good.
0: So funny. And if, if anybody's not familiar with Pinky and the Brain, it actually is a spinoff from Animaniacs. Animaniacs was a show uh, done with Warner Brothers and Steven Spielberg. And yes, Steven Spielberg was actually involved in the process. Um, it came out in 93, and it the this, this story goes, and, it, and it's been verified to be true, that he was making uh, Schindler's List and Jurassic Park and was kind of back and forth between those two projects, uh, post-production and filming. And when he wasn't doing that, he was watching segments of and reviewing scripts of Animaniacs uh, because it was all at the same time. He actually was involved in those. That's pretty cool. Anyway, but Pinky and the Brain was a segment in Animaniacs that was popular enough that it got its own show. And it's about two laboratory mice, Pinky and the Brain, and they've been genetically altered so that they are, well, the brain anyway, is hyper intelligent. The brain is always wanting to take over the world. That's his, every episode, he's trying to take over the world. And Pinky is the other mouse that's with him, and he's an idiot. <laughs> it's the <laughs> nicest way to say it. And they just get into all these all this trouble. Every episode, you know, like, the brain has this amazing new plan to take over the world, and it's always kind of ridiculous. And it always fails because either he's over ambitious or his own hubris or Pinky's an idiot or a combination of all of them, and it always falls apart. But I love Pinky in the Brain. It's so funny, and I I have vivid memories of uh, taking the bus to to junior high, and I, I had to have been seventh or eighth grade, and we would get to our first period class, and we'd always we'd get there early, like fifteen minutes early or something, and there was a TV up in the corner of the of the room where they you know show whatever morning announcements and like the teacher could put whatever presentations on and me and my best friend Tanner would change the channel to wh- whatever channel WB whatever Pinky and the Brain was on and we would watch an episode of Pinky and the Brain while we waited for school to start and it was so much fun and I I still go back and I laugh like crazy whenever I watch Pinky and the Brain and one of the the greatest moments of my career if, if people who've listened to the show I'm an ADR mixer which means that actors come in and they need to redo lines because they were noisy on set or whatever. Or it's animation. We record all their dialogue before the animation starts. I'm the guy who does the recording of that. So I've gotten to work with some really cool people, some A-list celebrities and stuff. And and I feel like it's – I think it's cool, but it takes a bit for me to get starstruck. But I got the opportunity with this most recent Pinky in the Brain or Animaniacs reboot that started in 2020. I had the chance to work on a couple episodes. And it was – One of the coolest experiences of my life as Rob Paulson and Maurice LaMarche walked in as the voices of Pinky and the Brain, and I got them all set up, got their microphones, whatever, and we're chatting, and they're like the nicest guys. And then hitting record and recording Pinky and the Brain doing their voices and the whole thing of, Pinky, are you pondering what I'm pondering? I think so, Brain, but – and then something dumb – you know, and you're I been was in a so bathtub. Great. Is that sanitized? Exactly.
3: <laughs> <Anyway>.
0: <laughs> me and Pippin Longstocking, what would the children look like? You know, whatever, whatever dumb thing, but I got to record a new one. And I, like, I was, it, I, it was one of the coolest experiences of my career. I was like, how, how is this happening? Like little, little kid Aaron, if I'd have been like, Hey, in, in X amount of years, you're going to be recording these guys doing a new one. It just, anyway, I, I, like I said, I don't, I don't get starstruck very often, but I, I look back at that and I'm like, that was one of the coolest things I ever got to do.
1: I'm curious because I know there is a line of, you know, professionalism that needs to not be crossed, but did you tell them that that was your childhood? (laughs) I did.
0: Yeah. After the session was over, I I told them and then, and, and it helps They they are the nicest guys. Like they're genuinely nice people. Uh, Rob Paulson and Maurice LaMarche. But yeah, after the session, I was like, you guys, I just got to say real quick, this has been a dream come true. And I I told them that whole story of like, I used to watch this as a kid and blah, blah, blah. blah, And like, it's so cool meeting you guys. And they were just like super nice. They're like, that's amazing. How cool that like this new generation like is getting the show and the generation that enjoyed it before is making a new one. And that's so cool. So anyway, it was (laughs) was really awesome. (laughs) I'd never heard that story. That's amazing. It was something, man. It was really cool. And then continuing on as as I got older, uh, some other shows, you mentioned Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends was so cool. What a fun show. The idea, the premise of it, if you haven't seen it, is that kids have imaginary friends and eventually these kids kind of grow up and grow out of their imaginary friends. And so there is a foster home where these imaginary friends go after the kids don't need them anymore and they eventually are either, you know, reassigned to a new kid if if they if the opportunity comes up. So it was, it was this house with just full of all these really bizarre monsters, basically, these imaginary friends, and it was hilarious. It was such a good show.
2: I learned recently regarding Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends that some of the imaginary friends have complex put-together backstories that were just never brought up in the show. Oh, interesting. The one that I heard was Coco, you know, the I bird one and just says— Coco all the time. Yep. So apparently her backstory is that the child who created her survived a plane crash, hence why her body's a plane and the palm tree head, things wow. like that. And so that's why she is the way she is. And there's a, a lot more to it, but that's just the simple, just wow. Like get to that's on the really show. cool. I never knew.
3: <laughs>
0: I had no idea. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. And then uh, let's see some of the other ones I had on my list. Uh, Dexter's laboratory, or as he would say, laboratory. <laughs> My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, is another one of those shows that I feel like it was, it was a good show. I'm mad enough to admit that was a really good <laughs> show, right? And it was the sort of show that I wouldn't necessarily put on my, myself. I wouldn't call myself a brony. But like if you know nieces and nephews or whoever were, kids were watching it and they got bored of the show, I wouldn't turn it off. It was a good show. <laughs> so anyway, for what that's worth. But the other one I wanted to talk about is Adventure Time. You guys, Adventure Time is so good. Go on Wikipedia, where we get all our, all our information. <laughs> Adventure Time is an American fantasy animated television series created by Pendleton Ward for Cartoon Network. The series follows the adventures of a boy named Finn and his best friend and adoptive brother Jake, who is a dog with magical power to change size and shape at will. Finn and Jake live in the post-apocalyptic land of Ooo, where they interact with Princess Bubblegum, the Ice King, Marceline the Vampire, Beemo the Robot, and others. Guys,
2: I, but there's something I want to mention. I didn't mention this at the time. But now I'm going to because I'm not good at timing. <laughs> Let go for it. <laughs> Earlier when discussing Steven Universe, you said something about Everything Stays. Uh, yes. Which is from Adventure Time. And you said it was from Steven Universe. That's right. Oh, you're it's, right. It, it was written by Rebecca Sugar. <laughs> and it. you have pretty much, the Steven Universe fandom has pretty much adopted it as a Steven Universe song. However, it was originally from Adventure Time.
0: Wait, no. Which one was I thinking of then? Because you're right. That is Adventure uh, Time. Drift Away? Drift Away. That's the one I was thinking It's of. a
2: very good song, Drift okay. Away. I and, got those mixed up. And Everything Stays, too. They're both very good.
0: They are very good. They, no, thanks for catching that, because I totally missed that. <laughs> You're right. But yeah, so Adventure Time, I feel like, is another show where it started off very weird. Like, every episode, there were very short episodes, and every episode was, like, just kind of out of nowhere. They didn't explain anything. You, know, you, don't, you don't know who Finn and Jake are, aside from, you know, Jake the dog and Finn the human from the theme song. And they're in this weird land. And that's all you know, right? And then they have these weird adventures. And some of them, like, end super abruptly. But it was, like, so funny and so bizarre. And then the story starts coming together. And the character development kicks in. And it was so good. And I was, like, there were some story arcs that I was, like, so sucked in. I was, like, binge watching, like, late into the night. Like, I got to see what happens next. (laughs) So, anyway, I I love that show. I love Adventure Time. Uh, And then... Carrying forward to some of the more recent ones, I think my one of my favorites I wanted to talk about briefly that's currently being made is Hilda.
1: Oh, that's a cute one.
0: Guys, and again, well-deserved title of cute. Mm-hmm. Hilda's great. Hilda follows the adventures of the 11-year-old Hilda, who, along with her dear fox, Twig, moves to the city of Trollberg, where she befriends some of the most dangerous monsters there. It's kind of set in this interesting fantasy world, and I think it's a really Kind of unique fantasy world. Like she has friends who are elves, and they are like super tiny, like little itty bitty dudes. And if you don't know about them or you haven't, like, what was the thing you have to? You have to there, sign there's a
2: paperwork you have to fill out in order to see
0: them. <laughs> yes, in order to actually see them, you have to fill out the paperwork. But elves whenever. are
2: very strict on paperwork. Super yes, strict. Very, very yeah. important part of their society.
0: But I love this world that that they live in because it is this kind of cool fantasy world of like like her pet. Deer Fox, who is this little fox that has like little antlers and so many of these other creatures and characters that exist in this world. The animation is super cool. It's, it's, I'm trying to think of how to describe it. It's a very, very unique animation style, but it's adorable. It's a really cute show. When I first watched it, it was only one season. And almost immediately when I finished the first season, they had announced that the second season was coming really soon. And now the second season's out and it was great. And as far as I know, they're going to keep making it. There's a third season on the way. So if you have Netflix, go check it out. It's a great show, and it is super cute, and I love it.
2: I haven't finished season two yet, but I am working on it.
3: It's good. It's real good. I have a long <laughs> list of shows I haven't seen from this episode. This is good.
2: I have more suggestions, more shows I'm not going to talk about, but that I think you should watch. <laughs>
3: well, let's hear it. Wrap
2: right fire. Okay. Give us the list. Uh, Keep and the Age of Wonder Beasts on Netflix. Amphibia on Disney+. Plus.
3: Oh, yeah.
0: Marcy is
2: my favorite. I would trust her with my life. (laughs) (laughs) I really like her. Okay? Okay, KO. Let's be heroes. Star vs. the Forces of Evil. The Dragon Prince. Those are my recommendations. Go watch them.
0: So many. So many good shows, you guys. I love it.
2: I didn't say the streaming services for the last couple.
0: That's okay. That's okay. People can look them up.
2: (laughs) Yeah, whatever. You'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. It's not my job.
0: Yeah, you'll find it.
2: one more comment about hilda i really like the color scheme because they yeah. f- most for the most part keep the same basic colors like this yellowy orange and a blue and a red and those three colors are what the entire color scheme stems from but they, it works so well i just i really like it It does, <laughs> the way yeah. they designed everything is really good it's a it great is show. visually a very pretty show it's very pretty
0: yeah We'll post uh, a few of these on Instagram so you guys can see at least some basic artwork or whatever if you're not familiar with some of these shows. But, uh, oh, man, yeah, we could go on and on for a long time. Just as I was looking through, like, the history of, of all these shows that were popular when I was a kid and whatever, I kept thinking, like, oh, I like that show. Oh, I like this show. There's just so much good stuff. So, anyway, But also, we-
1: speaking of things going on and on. Did you guys know that Spongebob is on season 13?
0: That show is really cranky. Conchible. And it is Long still
1: time. going strong.
0: It's amazing. I'm very impressed.
1: <laughs> anyway, that was one we didn't really talk about much. We mentioned it. Came out in 1999. I didn't realize that it was as old as it is and is still going strong.
0: I remember when it was brand new. Me too. And yeah, that's super cool that it's still going strong. I love it. Well, this is probably a good spot to wrap up. Gracie, thank you so much for joining us. This was awesome.
2: Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We'll have yeah. you on another. It's a pleasure having you. Yeah, we'll have you on another time. We'll find some other topic that'll be great. Yeah, I guess we ought to wrap it up here. Uh, we want to hear what you think. Send us an email at thefavoriteshow at gmail.com. Look us up on Instagram at thefavoriteshowpodcast. Let us know your favorite animated shows. Uh, we'd love to hear, you know, there's, there's so many out there. We want to hear what you think. If there's anything that we didn't discuss or if there's our favorites that we talked about that are your favorites too, let us know. Also, let us know suggestions for future topics or guests or whatever. This this topic was uh, suggested to us by a couple of people. Gracie, you had mentioned it before when we were having dinner one time.
2: Wanted to talk about cartoons.
0: (laughs) I know, right? Uh, Tom in Florida, you had mentioned uh, animated shows before. So yeah, we've we had this suggested by a few people. So send us your suggestions. We we're listening. We always we'll find something fun to talk about for sure. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. And we'd love a five star rating if you like what you hear. Um, and if you don't like what you hear well then you're just not that familiar with it like these amazing shows (laughs) you haven't watched yet right you wouldn't give a show you've never seen one star or two stars or no stars right yeah Yeah. Yeah. this was not one of my better ones was it no (laughs) (laughs) there's honesty for you that's right that's why we have Gracie here (laughs) well let's wrap it up (laughs) until next week my name's Aaron Sean here
1: And I'm Shannon. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.
0: Cue the music.
1: Sean, before Kristen sends you the text, Bluey is a girl. I was going to say something, but I didn't want to interrupt you. Just say her right now, and Aaron can just slide it on in there instead of him. Her.
0: Her. 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 (laughs) It's going to be great to edit.
1: I had that thought while you were talking, I heard and Googled it. I didn't know. I knew, and I didn't need to Google it. (laughs) Good for you,
2: Gracie.
0: We didn't talk anything about the Steven Universe controversy and stuff about some places that tried tried to cover up, and so they purposely made that one wedding episode like super like you can't get around this episode. <laughs> I love that. That's
2: one of my favorite Steven Universe facts about how they put so much effort into making it so that they couldn't censor Ruby and Sapphire's wedding. Yeah. I love that. Well that was a lot
1: with anime in the nineties. Like Sailor Moon and card captors and stuff were heavily edited because there were a couple of lesbian couples and like yeah, non-binary character and those got edited right out.
3: All I can think about is that I said Bluey wrong.
1: Oh no! <laughs> I didn't you know, say anything. I'll add
3: a lot of disclaimer here, just in case anything comes up. Here's we go. Here's the clip. Ah, shoot! Bluey's a girl. Why did I say that wrong? You, you know what I mean.
1: Perfect. There we go. That covers everything.